Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Sub Tours. I'm MJ. I'm Misha. And I'm Andrew. And today we are talking about hand. Hand? <laughs> Is that a no, code no. for something? <laughs> Friend. <laughs> Maybe you should have introduced us like podcast. Dum dums. <laughs> Bird. Accurate. But yeah, yeah, we're talking about the 2021 Suicide Squad. The Woo-hoo! Suicide Squad. The, to be specific. Yes. By Not James to be confused yes. with 2016 Suicide Squad. Yes. No, no, the, 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 the is very important in this. So yeah, we are once again seeing Miss Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie as the Harley Quinn and uh, many of her other dangerous supervillain friends who actually went to jail. And you know the story, government sends the most dangerous, conniving, gago, I have no other word for it. <laughs> They're all very gago. Idiotic. Yes, quirky, uh, uh, eccentric uh, uh. villains form a team. AKA the Suicide Squad. Woohoo! So, yes, this is a sequel to the 2016 Suicide Squad by David Ayer. And, uh, okay, let's just get, jump right into it. What are your first impressions, guys? Finally, the rock. Oh, wait, wrong. <laughs> what? Finally. I was going to say that if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what? Finally, DC finally has a good movie. Like, you know. Hey, Shazam! You did it like Shazam or Wonder Woman? No, like like an amazing movie that unanimously like everybody loved. Wait, that is Shazam and Wonder Woman. Well, first Wonder Woman. You said you loved Aquaman. Aquaman was good too, but it was nowhere near as good. Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad. Yes, this this movie was cool. I I gotta admit, I was scared to watch this because the first one was like a hate crime. (laughs) Kind of. This new one. This new one is just ridiculous in all the right ways it's bloody it's gory it's violent it's silly it's funny it's happy it's just it's james gunn it's james gunn it's, being james gunn living I, his I think, best I, life i think cool is an understatement you know i, I think it's, it's it's a lot of things and you're right you hit i mean you're right it is a james gunn movie like it's it's all his dark humor you know <laughs> unleashed you know, it's, it's as if he wasn't held back by any studio executives. He was given basically free reign to do whatever he wanted for this movie, write whatever he needed to write, right. whatever like, he wanted to shoot. No, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, James Gunn was famously removed by Disney um, after Guardians of the Galaxy 2 came out. After he directed parts one and two, he was removed from Disney from part three because of some controversial tweets he did a few years ago. From 10 and years ago. From 10 a, years ago. A few ago. years ago? Maybe. Well, at the time, 10 years ago, I think, or, or mm-hmm. approaching 10 yeah, years. a decade but... ago. A decade mm. prior. Right, exactly. But, you know, he had the support of the cast and everybody, and there was like online support for him to come back. So Disney took him back. But before they took him back, Warner Brothers came up, opened their checkbook, and said, what do you want to do? And that is why we have the Suicide Squad. And you know what? I I loved it. I just kind of feel sorry for David Ayer that he wasn't given this uh, 
liberty Dirty. to go crazy because apparently i mean if you're updated um on the news online that david ayer came out with a very lengthy statement essentially saying that that was not my movie that's not the, what i wanted to do pertaining to the first um badly reviewed 2016 suicide squad with also margot robbie and will smith etc etc basically most people said that the only good thing about it was just margot robbie period but yeah, yeah before we get to the actual movie what do you guys think of the movie that came before it i mean i think it, i try hmm. not to think about it i think it's just you know i think it's just really sad i mean it's david ayer the guy who gave us training day the guy who shot fury i mean like, yep he's he knows how to tell a good story yeah he he knows how to make things gritty which is basically what the context was and then at the same time you had the studio executives try to catch up with what marvel was doing with with Guardians, you know, I think at that time, Guardians had just come out and they wanted to have some obscure superhero theme that nobody ever knew about or the general public didn't know about except for the fans to compete. And I don't think it was what they expected to come out or come from David Ayer. You could see with the trailer that they were trying to cut it the way that Marvel cut Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I remember that trailer um, for su- the first Suicide Squad that was cut to Bohemian Rhapsody. That is still one of the best trailers I have ever seen. But then you get to the movie that it was promoting, and it's mm. like, eh, nope. sana hindi. Yeah. I mean, I'm good. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I know. I know. We all didn't like the movie, but I still feel sorry for David Ayer not being not not having been given those liberties to go crazy as James Gunn did. Did you see the letter that he wrote? Um, he wrote a letter a few, like a couple of weeks ago, where he was talking about how how the the the, the tr- mental trauma that he went through making Suicide Squad and getting it chopped up by the studio was worse than anything he went through than when he was like growing up on the streets, surrounded by drug addicts, or you know when he was getting stabbed as a gang member, or when you know horrible horrible things happened during his time on a U.S. Navy submarine. Oh, All of those things. We're okay compared to the making of Suicide Squad. Jesus. I mean, like, prior to its release, the 2016 Suicide Squad, um, first sign of trouble was when studio released money just for reshoots. You knew that that movie is going to tank. Yeah. I, yeah. That well, was reshoots bad. aren't always a sign of, like, a bad thing. It's just that the way they went about, the reason for the reshoots wasn't because the cut wasn't working. It was just because they wanted it to be more like Guardians of the Galaxy. Boo. Yep. So like that completely was not the movie they shot, which I think is not the case that could be argued here. Like same as yung Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, yeah. where when you're watching that and you're watching this, you can see that this is exactly the movie the director wanted to make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at least for for closure's sake, well, I I personally hope that David Ayer gets to at least show the cut or you know do what he wants to do. Yeah. But anyway. Let's get to the sequel. Okay, it was fun. It was lively. It was funny. Honestly, I thought it was the funniest DC film out there. I mean, oh, I haven't, oh, I have not, not laughed that hard <laughs> in a DC movie ever. Five, five minutes in, you're already laughing so hard. I know. You I was so, yeah. laughing at Ben Affleck when he was doing the whole Martha thing with you know Henry Cavill. That wasn't five minutes in. <laughs> I was like two hours. And 10 minutes in, I guess, I think. Two, oh two painful hours just two went by first. So yeah, Mar- um, uh, Harley Quinn and the gang, they're all back together. Well, of course, with a lot of new characters. Will Smith's not in it. Thank God. Sorry. 
<laughs> I don't. I just don't think he would be able to handle that kind of humor anymore. It's okay. I think I, they I, just I like did. I did. They, I think they just did like a find replace on the script and substituted Bloodsport for Dead. I would. I'm still, not complaining. I would still like to give Will Smith the benefit of a doubt, considering that the first Suicide Squad is a vastly different movie from this Suicide Squad. So it depends on the story and the script and the director. So I'm what? guessing he could still go back to his roots of you know being the Prince of Bel Air. I don't know. Uh, I think like I Will feel Smith like it's a different had, humor. Sorry, like Will Smith yeah. has had trouble choosing blockbuster roles for the last twenty years. At this point, it's kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know why he used to be good at choosing this stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just know. can't imagine him with the sharp this this kind of quick sharp kind of humor, and it's pretty dark and a little. Um, oh, it's dark. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, like. Not a little, actually. There's a lot of profanity here, so yes. <laughs> it's like it's really dark. Uh huh. Like dark. a like a stand up, uh, nice guy, good dad figure, mm-hmm. like Will Smith. I, I just can't imagine it. But yeah, here you uh, once again see um, Joel Kinnaman. Mm-hmm. Yes, as Rick Flag, and um, of course uh, Viola Davis recruiting them again for. Can I just say yeah. Viola Davis? She's way too overqualified for this, but I love her. <laughs> I love her to death. I love it. I love it. She milked she milked the the whole thing too. And really? yeah, she sends the crew to uh, an enemy island where they're doing some sort of uh, creepy alien scientific project that they have to blow up in the end. So, you know, that's going to be fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, okay, now that we're done with the first impressions, okay, what did you guys think about the whole direction? Like you already mentioned, this is a James Gunn movie. What exactly made it a James Gunn movie? Okay, first things first. <laughs> Hey, there are people saying that what Warner Brothers did was hijack a guy who did Marvel movies, and they just turned a they they just used a Marvel format with DC characters. Uh, no, dude, you're wrong. It's a James Gunn movie. If you've seen the movie Slither, if you've seen the movie Super, then you knew what James Gunn movies were gonna be like. Is it's actually Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't even his first superhero movie. He actually did a lesser known movie called. Super, I super, think? super, super with Dwight. Super, okay, Dwight. Super with Dwight. Yes, no, part, <laughs> Dwight from the Office. Okay, that had really dark, subversive themes. You know what? What subversive themes of what superheroes are supposed to be like? Because that the character of Dwight can't even remember his name in Super, but Dwight, yes, really. Awesome. <laughs> that's 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 how most people remember him anyway. Yeah, kind of sad, but never mind. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Dwight's character was just this sad. You know this this ma- frustrated, unhappily married man wanting to just pour out all his frustrations on bad guys. So that's basically what Super was about. It's a very subversive take on what superheroes are supposed to be. You know. Yeah, and I guess that's kind of showed. And then you got like you know you got your Guardians of the Galaxy, where everything that you knew or thought you knew about the Marvel universe just went out the window. Because it was just gonzo ridiculous from the start. When you meet Star-Lord just dancing the classic tunes while he's going to steal some artifact at the very beginning, you you get the sense that, you know, you're a million bajillion miles away from Thor and Iron Man and Captain America. And this movie does something, the same thing. In the first five minutes, you know immediately that this is not the 2016 Suicide Squad. You know that you're you're in good hands. So from the get-go, um, you 
you feel that this is kind of like Guardians. I think um, for what he's known now, he's known for really good ensembles, like putting a lot of goofball characters together and re- establishing really good chemistry. So given, yeah, we, we have that. We'll talk about the characters later. But mm-hmm. the music is also very definitely something I picked up right away. Similar to Guardians, he really likes the classic tunes. Or, uh, I don't know, yeah, it might be considered classic by the Gen Zers out there. <laughs> but maybe it's like usually our time or a, a millennial time or elder millennial type of like music. Which, hard rock, rock yeah, type. Yep, exactly. Which uh, makes it also very endearing. And you add that, that just gives such a quirky factor, the upbeat rock with this type of humor, the dark humor and all the blood and the gore. I feel like... The, James Gunn has that formula I mean, down like, pat. Like he wasn't afraid to to do things. Like you know, he wasn't afraid to destroy, to kill off characters. He really took to heart what the, the title was saying, like Suicide Squad. Okay, like within the first five minutes, a guy gets his face blown off. <laughs> yeah. Like whoa, shit! Ah. Right, right, right. Then and there, I knew what I was in. What well, I was. I, in for. I really, I really like that. How they like right off the bat, they established that nobody's safe. And we're going to fuck die. with you. We're going <laughs> to fuck with any expectations you have right mm-hmm. from this moment. Because like when they started marketing this movie, they were doing magazine covers, they were doing trailers or whatever. They were always showing off, you know, we got a cast of like 20 people. And you're like, whoa, how are they going to fit them all in the movie? Well, we found out, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, we found out. They get killed <laughs> off one by one like flies. Oh my God. That was just the best way to open this movie, I swear. I also remember when they came out, before the trailers came out, it was announced that uh, James Gunn was directing the movie. James Gunn was saying, like, yeah, I'm not going to be, like everybody's going to be, no one's safe. No one, no, no, no characters are gonna be safe. Like everybody's gonna die. Everybody has a chance of dying. Yeah, but everybody so, says that. You don't expect them to actually mean it. No, no, <laughs> but, yeah, that that was what what I was getting to. I, I think I was talking to you at some point. Now we were gonna place bets on who's gonna die and who's gonna live. Oh like, yeah, it, it was great because the movie did actually have that scene where the guy, the, the 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 people at the back end of the operations were actually placing bets on who was gonna live and who was gonna die. <laughs> it's well, awesome. It's one of the best scenes ever. Like, I gotta you know, think, like, how many like Suicide kind of, Squads have they done that for? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't they ask also, Amanda Waller. They also started the the marketing with literally just a poster of cast names, no yes. photos, yes. nothing. You you saw in the cast Margot Robbie, Viola Davis, Idris mm-hmm. Elba. Oh no, twist my arm. Uh, have, uh, fine, I'll watch it. Ugh. <laughs> 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 and um, who else? Joel Kinnaman, obviously. And then uh, you got oh my god, we're just name dropping Mr. at this point, aren't, aren't we? Good God, Pete Davidson. <laughs> Pete, Pete Davidson. Nathan Fillion. Mm-hmm. Idris so, yeah. Elba. I already said that. Wait, I think the biggest name aside from those is John Cena. Oh, I didn't, oh, see, I didn't him. see that. I didn't ah, <laughs> see what you did there. Or oh, I didn't see what you did there. <laughs> of confused. course. I think and he's really one of the MVPs. So, okay. We're already at the whole James Gunn treatment. I think we can't get to that without discussing the amazing cast of characters that he puts together. Because I feel like one of his biggest strengths is really mm. casting Choosing his characters and writing for his characters. So yeah, mm-hmm. okay, let's just jump into the characters. Who was your favorite? King Shark! <laughs> King Shark by a fucking mile. It's all about King Shark. 
I want Weasel. the King Shark plushie. King Shark is the best. Weasel is the best. Uh, Sylvester so Stallone, man. I mean, he, these are like one fucking one-liners, but he just like steals the show. It's like I'm sorry, um, Groot. I'm sorry. Well, I don't. He has a wider vocabulary than Groot, you know. Yeah. Like, nom nom. Because he's Friend. smart. He's cute. <laughs> You're smart. Oh. <laughs> While he reads a book upside down. Bird. No, look, okay. The the funniest comment I've seen somebody say about King Shark was King Shark sounds like Sylvester Stallone doing a Sylvester Stallone impression. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is actually true. I mean, it kind of makes sense. It looks like he's doing an impression of himself. And it worked so well. And his design, he's just like so fat and like squishy. Well, not really squishy. He's made out of muscle, but he looks really huggable. He really does. Yeah. And you know, I, I may have read shorts. something like somebody was saying that from man eating jean short wearing shark. Not, not, not yet a fully grown king shark. Yeah. Oh, I don't want him to grow up ever. Yeah, I don't want him to grow up. Yeah, I just want I like him to the, stay I in like those little jeans. Innocent shorts. King Shark. I know, and I just love the scene where he just like, oh, okay, friend, <laughs> or like, or like after he tears a guy apart with his teeth, he's just snacking on a hand slowly, like it's a lollipop. <laughs> oh my god, so cute! It's nom so brutal, nom. but it's so cute. Nom nom. See, that's like those are the things like James Gunn does that people think are funny, but it's actually pretty dark. Like you don't see characters <laughs> yeah, in a Marvel movie like using like a dismembered arm as a toothpick or you know, <laughs> munching on a dismembered arm. You don't or, see a guy's face blown off in like full widescreen as a first shot in in, a, in an action scene, right? Yeah. That is true. But King you know, short. I mean they'd have a harder time selling that in Disneyland, I think, if heads were exploding. I'd buy it. Uh, yeah. I'd fucking buy it. But yeah, th- this is like something Marvel would never even dream of well, doing. The we violin. have yet to see that because they're uh, saying uh, that they're going to be moving Deadpool to Marvel, right? Excuse me, but under Disney, movie. under Disney, I doubt they're going to be able to push that far. I don't I mean, know. They won't I even make Cruella smoke. Marvel now. Yeah, and you know, see, Monica Baccarin was like, you know, pegging Ryan Reynolds in that first movie. Oh God, yeah. I don't yeah. think that's gonna happen in part three. <laughs> no, I don't care not. how R-rated Disney makes Deadpool three. I don't think you know they can go as far as. They, but you never mm-hmm. know. You never know. Yeah, well, yeah never. I guess we'll see. But I'm, hey. I'm just happy this happened. All right, so um, do I start talking about Idris Elba now? We're not gonna stop. <laughs> We're never going to end if you start talking about You Idris know why Elba. it's okay to talk about Idris Elba now? He's so hot! The, yeah, okay, fine, whatever, <laughs> priorities. But the last right. time you talked about Idris Elba, you know, you were talking about cats. Oh, right. <laughs> this is like, okay, this makes up for that time. Because I remember when Misha and I saw cats. It's literally that one time I could go like, Idris Elba, put the clothes back on, please! Please put the clothes back on! <laughs> It was so bad. It was so fucking bad. <laughs> but now oh, I'm like, I never thought I'd hear this from you. <laughs> I no, know, I'm right? not kidding. I was like, is there such a thing as too naked? That's <laughs> no, it. Uh, That's that. It's a, this is, Elba as a cat. That. That's too and, naked. And and this is me. Okay, you know my priorities, and that is like a big statement. <laughs> but like, okay, I guess he did squad. have a big statement. <laughs> there we go, and we're back. <laughs> But yeah, here mm-hmm. I, I'm not complaining about you know the the you know the well he is a pretty covered up in a lot of parts. But yeah, I get the white tank top moments. I'm good. 
Yeah, and you got like, with John Cena and Joel Kinnaman. Wait, wait, oh can my I, God. Can I just say that shot? I, I know. Okay, we'll get to the depth of his character later. I just need to get this go out. For so, it. Go, so, go, go. There's go. the scene where they escape from like a van and then it topples over. And then you see Idris Elba, Joel Kinnaman, and John Cena walking all cool and macho. And I'm like, oh, my ovaries. Okay, I'm done. So and on to the character. Conclu- that concludes the thirst portion of our program. <laughs> On to the next <laughs> On to the next portion of our program. I swear, I swear we should get sponsored by like a drink and I can have like an entire segment of just being thirsty. <clears throat> segment idea. Sponsor. Hello. Then I can just like release my thirsty thoughts and we're done. So okay. Mm. On to blood sport. He like Misha said, he's literally kind of like a find replace for Will Smith's character who <laughs> wasn't who wasn't available quote unquote for this movie or did he just flat out turn it down I don't know I don't care I'm just happy Idris Elba's here and he plays a single dad who is also like an amazing uh, sharpshooter yeah Mark literally Will Smith's character yeah literally <laughs> but <laughs> literally am, find replace I'm so but, sorry but when you said when you said um, the scene with the daughter First, I just remember the entire exchange. Oh, yeah. I, was la- I was already laughing. Yeah. I just remembered it. Yeah, like there's this there's the scene in jail before he gets recruited. Idris Elba shouting like at his 16-year-old daughter, them just screaming, <laughs> fuck you! Fuck you! It, fuck it, you! In <laughs> contrast to what we had with Will Smith so and his do- you know, to the character of Will Smith dead shot in the first suicide suicide squad movie where he's supposed to be a caring father and his daughter you know like we have blood sport screaming profanity <laughs> with his sister with, with fuck his, you with his fuck you <laughs> oh what, what, what are you in here for he stole a cell phone not even like a stupid it's not even like a good cell phone for something stupid it's oh a TV God. watch it was a TV it's watch a TV it watch. does other stuff too <laughs> Nothing your phone can't do. <laughs> so See, I love it. This is well, I'm not just happy because, of course, I love Idris Elba. We have established that, but I just don't think Will Smith is capable of this kind of humor. Well, like, yeah, I think, I, 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 or I not anymore. I think ever. at some point Will Smith started to take himself seriously. Whereas the way I see Idris Elba playing this, he's got into an age where he's comfortable enough with himself that he can make fun of himself. Because you know him all these serious, dramatic roles, you mm-hmm. know? Like Luther. Like Luther, exactly. Oh, or even Luther. Heimdall, come on, oh. right? Everyone are in everyone in Asgard is charming as all hell, but Heimdall <laughs> is just boring. But you know, here yeah, that's true. and <laughs> even in that 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 Fast and the Furious spin-off. Where he was, Hobbs and where he was a freaking cyborg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was a fucking cyborg. He's like he's loosening up, mm-hmm. and I think you can see that a lot in his personal life also. Where you know he's like a DJ and he's doing more comedy. And he's, I, he's, I like new Idris Elba. I, I like Idris I like Idris Elba. He's trying new things, and and yeah. I'm all for it. I think that's that's him in general as a person because there was a time he actually. Trained to be a professional Muay Thai fighter. Yes, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that documentary. So it, I think it just really is in him where you know he's just gonna do. He's just gonna be Idris Elba. I'm gonna Idris Elba anything. the shit out of this. Gonna try this. Try this out, which yeah. works out. Mm-hmm. You know. For Did the, you guys the, see that video meme where like at a, he's like I'm Idris Elba, bitch. There's this guy pretending mm-hmm. to be Idris Elba and he's just literally doing anything. <laughs> that's Idris that's Elba the, for I you. I like the one where he he goes to be a barista. 
<laughs> that's exactly the video I'm He's talking like, about. How hard could it be? You know, just make foamy coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Idris Elba. But so, are you qualified? <laughs> I'm Idris Elba. <laughs> okay, um, going back to the character of Bloodsport, yeah. I think he is such a better character than Deadshot was. Oh, yeah. Um, it's because, you know, we see the reluctant leader archetype, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we see we, we see how, you know, in relation, we'll get to the next character. Because in his, his character just works so well with Peacemaker. I don't think Bloodsport's character yeah. will work without Peacemaker. It's because... <laughs> Of, of, they're the same guy. They're the same guy. <laughs> only the other guy does something, does the same thing the other guy does, only better. Right? I, I love yeah, this so, whole rivalry so, between them. So, it's amazing. Yes. Peacemaker is John Cena, by the way. Mm-hmm. Did you see him? <laughs> I heard that it was John Cena, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Who yeah, was but, Idris um, Elba flipping off this entire time? <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, I, I guess because that character, that reluctant leader archetype, can't be completed without. Peacemaker, you know, because you know the whole time it was just really them trying. Patasan sila na ihe, and they were just trying to outdo each other. You know, I love that. Story. Trying to prove who's the more macho, macho guy, only to realize that being a true leader, you had to have vulnerability, which completed Bloodsport's character arc. There you go, mm, yeah. man. You're, I, I'm not. Even, I didn't even go that far with it. I, <laughs> I was just loving the fact that they were murdering people to see who could kill more. <laughs> kill more, kill credibility better. Naman tayo. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, yeah. At least we went there because <laughs> we the, 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 the thirst was going overboard on my part, so he had to like I had to cancel it, out it out. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> but yeah, this uh, that is another reason why you can't. I can't imagine Will Smith having a entire conversation about dicks on the beach with John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> like, Idris Elba just like threw lines at John Cena perfectly. Like, I know. <sighs> and, and, and John Cena just threw the, you know, the chemistry between these those two guys. It's just incredible. It was so snappy. Mm-hmm. The dialogue was just so natural. It was, I, I don't know if it may be Cena's in-ring, you know, wrestling training. Oh, you know, he's been one of the best workers on the mic. In the WWE, to be I fair, remember. and I remember when he first started, I just fucking hated him. I could not stand his whole "I'm a white rapper, it's cool, look at me." He kind of does look like Marky Mark. <laughs> he looks like Mark Wahlberg on more steroids. <laughs> mm. Mm. Well, yeah. But then, you know, as the years went by, we found out he has a crazy-ass work ethic, and they refined the character, so he was less crude and. Yeah, and then he, you know, taught himself Mandarin to talk to China. Not always a good thing, though. Um, Not always a good thing, but also, you know, just the the whole work ethic thing. Like, it made sense that he would become, like, their next big movie star. So, from thug life to uh, word life, that Mm -hmm. was it. And he he has brilliant comedic timing. And I also heard, like, actually, I read some interviews that out of all the cast, he did the most improv. No way. So he's probably used to it being in the ring and, you know, throwing out insults and lines and everything. But I, I I remember reading this interview, like, even before they were giving a lot of details about the Suicide Squad, Joel Kinnaman, I think, was the one who said, like, Oh my God, he he was just floored at John Cena's improv lines, <laughs> and they were just so filthy that they couldn't use like probably eighty percent of it. So that's how in I character. That's that's how 
committed John Cena was to this role. And him marketing he, the movie after this just shows how committed he was because he, he stole was. the costume, right? He walked around <laughs> he won't give LA. It back. He's, he's walking around LA in costume. Like in a he's nutshell. going to premieres. He's going to interviews. interviews. <laughs> it's in like the, the way James Gunn sold him on Peacemaker was like Captain America, but a douchebag. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It, it that makes is, so much sense. That is clear. Clear as, as spring water. You uh-huh. get it. You get the character right away and his purpose and how he adds the, to this amazing cast. And even just the physical comedy between John Cena and Idris Elba. Idris Elba giving him the middle finger and Peacemaker giving Jack off hands. <laughs> oh, that was like one of the best scenes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like jacking off and like throwing so the bomb at Idris Elba. I mean, like, so fucking mature. When they, when they were promoting, when James Gunn was in, being interviewed and saying, "Wait, can you tell us about the characters?" and he said, "Peacemaker is going to be a douchebag Captain America." I really couldn't read with a finger at how they were going to do it. And then we see John Cena. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yes, a douchebag Captain America." Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh huh. And uh, just to add to that, you see him in his tiny whiteies. Uh, Are we in the thirsty portion again? I laughed laughed so hard because, you know, superhero (laughs) movie. You don't really see superheroes in their underwear now, do you? No. I like that he doesn't even In the middle of the jungle. He doesn't explain it. He doesn't address it. He's just like, (laughs) No, I like the fact that I like the fact that it was Bloodsport who addressed it and he just accepted it. He's like, hey, what are you going to do? He was like, that's racist. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you in your tighter whiteies? That's racist, dude. No, it's really not. (laughs) Margot Robbie, I think, still cannot for the life of her do a decent Jewish girl from Brooklyn accent as Harley Quinn. She, oh she no, really it, it slips in but and out. I love her energy. You can tell she's so committed to this role that she you can tell that she really loves being Harley Quinn. We saw that in the first God Awful Suicide Squad. We saw that in Harley Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. And I like and it. Now we, I like we, that. One. We see it here. She's clearly having the time of her life. And at least oh, yeah. it's not I as mean, cringe as in the first movie where she was in those tiny ass shorts. For no for no reason whatsoever. Did I like the fact that she had a really good character arc here? I mean, how James Gunn really wrote her to, to make better choices in men coming from the Joker, <laughs> right? <laughs> I love like that part where she gets kidnapped by the by the uh, leader, the the like the mm-hmm. president guy. And he happens to also be hot. I, I'm gonna stop there. <laughs> but um, yeah, she, even she's she says it herself. I'm just gonna continue on with her saying. He gives her a marriage proposal, and he's like, "Oh, together we can." And that, that's not yes. Yeah, <laughs> Why, Why are you French? Why are you French? Why are you French? I know. I, I just can't. I said that's not the point. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. I can't do it. So he's. It's like. Oh, marry me. We will take over the world. Blah, blah, blah. And then she just proceeds to just like kiss him and be like, you're so freaking hot. It's like, yes, same Harley, same. (laughs) And when he starts showing red flags after Mm -hmm. they have wild, destructive Mm -hmm. sex, you know, mm. he has a cigarette by the window and his his polo shirt and tiny whities and then just saying, (laughs) yep, he was doing a super villain speech saying his evil plan and like, bam. Like out of the blue, out of the blue, it's like I wasn't expecting that. I was like, oh, 
I, I, gulat ako. Pero gulat I like ako. it. <laughs> I liked it too. And she was like, you know, I, I can't do the accent either. But she's like, you know, I, I promised myself I would like, when I see my next boyfriend, if he starts showing red flags, I would murder him. <laughs> And it's not even like walk away, Harley. No, I really have fair, to though, murder him. Anyone after Juggalo Joker would be an improvement. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that's true though. But other thing, other but, than that, yeah. my friend just messaged me, and she was like, "I really love the fact that she's not sexualized in this movie." Yes, <laughs> like, exactly like, right. In her, in her, in her super well, suit, like when she first came out in the movie, she was wearing her Harley Quinn outfit. Which was almost straight out of the comic book. I that really like okay. that. that. I really okay. like that. I like that more a, than yeah. the Suicide Squad. It was um, the 2016 Suicide Squad because costume. that just made her look some kind of coked out whore. That was yeah, exactly. stupid. Like, that was fucking stupid. You were going into you know this crazy secret mission where you're going to be killing people, and you know again, I'm going to go back to the Black Widow episode where why are you wearing heels? They're not even like the the wedges that we see in superhero movies. They're fucking stilettos. <laughs> so not tactical at all. Like, yeah. At least at least for the most part during the start she was uh, in a practical battle outfit. But like, well, I'm I'm not sure about the whole uh non-sexualized part because they did doll her up yeah. to meet the dude. It just told you that the dude had But at least it wasn't like it was it's still like kind of dolling her up and she spends like most of the film in a very painfully impractical poofy red dress. But at least it wasn't too se- yep. it wasn't sexual. It was like, okay, I guess I can get by this because it's yes, circumstantial. Yeah. It's like, okay, she she was presented to the guy, yeah, and then she escapes and you know she's in prison and everything. And she's still wearing that dress, which she also uses as functional later on. Right. She uses it as a weapon. She tears like a part of it off. So I'm not mad at it, but you know, there's still that element to it. Like, oh, I have to get dolled up for the bad guy, that kind of thing. Yeah, but then the her being sexualized wasn't because of them trying to sell the movie. It was because they were trying to sell the idea of the bad guy. But I also like yeah. the part that they pointed yeah, out the, the fact that she had to wear combat boots when she was trying to escape. Because she stole combat boots. I was like, hmm, I wonder about yeah, that's practical. Oh, and did you hear about the that scene where she's all tied up and being tortured and that part where she pulls herself up, there were no effects. Like she literally it's all her, it's all her arm yeah. and core she strength. Up the keys dude. With her it's foot. like what? <clears throat> yeah, it's like what's Looks the like fuck? somebody does aerial ballet. She did that for Suicide Squad also though. She's you amazing. Know who, you know who the um the you know who actually had more character development than Harley though it was totally Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flag. Oh yes, because he was yeah. just such a non-entity in the first movie. He was yeah, generic. You could you could just swap yep. him he out was with boring. Jai Courtney or Joel Edgerton apparently. <laughs> oh my god! But no, here. Scott- Scott Eastwood was in the first one. Wait, but he wasn't Rick Flag. Ah, I thought you'd be confused again. He wasn't Rick Flag. <laughs> <laughs> I was he testing was you. testing you. No, the three guys you. I went to don't have J names. You're just a racist by saying white people will look the same. No, I mean, because he was in the movies. <laughs> and he was a Moving on. Okay, going back to your point. Um. Yeah, because you know, he was just boring as sin in that first movie. But here you actually give a crap about him. You actually care. He's kind of likable. Yeah. And you actually, you actually feel something, you know, when when he kicks it at the end of the movie. Oh, it's kind of sad. I actually, I, I was like, oh, just when you exactly. started getting interesting, you die. Fucking John Cena. <laughs> that was a great oh, fight yeah. scene, though. That that amazing shot that with the that helmet. Was great. It's like that uh, didn't. 
the that reflection didn't of the serve helmet anything to the story except to look cool and it worked it, really it looked did. so cool but yeah Rick Flag he he proved himself to be a, like a, a good uh, stand-up mm-hmm. guy not some not some yes man to Amanda Waller mm-hmm. and I am actually you know I'm looking forward to seeing that um, what James Gunn comes up with because they already announced that John Cena was getting a spin-off TV series starring Peacemaker, mm-hmm. which the movie helped set up. So if we're going to get more of douchebag Captain America, that's going to sound, that, that sounds like fun. I hope Idris Elba makes a cameo and they still like <laughs> flipping it for that. I mean, I never would have thought I would have enjoyed a character as silly looking as John Cena, as Peacemaker. You know, like the guy who wears a toilet bowl on his head. I enjoyed him so much. Can we talk about that scene when he had he had with Bloodsport where he they were just trying to one up each other? <laughs> they just go on yeah. killing people. So okay, he is ridiculous by all means, but I also love his twisted type of thinking that I don't care if women or children die just as a slo- just as long as we achieve peace. He will kill as many as necessary to achieve peace. <laughs> Exactly. So it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, that's twisted. But he just commits to it. And this is where like the, the big twist or the big moral, you know, dilemma comes up when Rick Flag and um, Peacemaker face off. And uh, apparently there are tapes of this whole big science experiment which in which America is actually involved. And Peacemaker doesn't want this to get out. Was like, oh no, it's mm-hmm. just gonna be chaos. But then Rick Flag, being the stand-up guy, like, no, we have to show this. Like, we also need to um, be responsible and take responsibility for this monster mm-hmm. we've helped create. And I, I just like that conflict because I don't know. This is how politics kind of works. It's like, do we not tell people that because it'll make you know it'll cause a shitstorm, or just- do you you? Do you tell people because it's mm-hmm. the right thing to that do? That is true. That is true. There's the alt yeah, right like versus the alt left. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So that was an interesting, you know, um, conflict between Peacemaker and Rick Flag. But unfortunately, R.I.P. Oh, there. But hey, we got Starro oh, out there. of it. <laughs> oh my god! So stupid. So like the bad guy of this movie is a giant alien starfish. Uh, I have a question. I have a question. Starfish is another term for butthole. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any relation? No. 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 That was Peacemaker, by the way. And Um, I have a question. (laughs) I love Starro. And, well, I think he's Deng's favorite bad guy of all time now because it just looks so ridiculous. It's a giant purple starfish that they made no effort whatsoever to look credible. They just took Pink, the blue and stupidest purple. render humanly possible that they could have made <laughs> and then they made it more ridiculous. And it just yes. looks awesome! This is big so eye in the good. middle. It's so it, messed up. I, I can't even imagine how they would make a purple I, blue starfish look threatening to be honest. It, it actually did not yeah, look I threatening at all. It. But uh-huh, you know, just... Uh-huh. I think James Gunn did that on purpose. And, He's and, like, oh, you're going to let me do anything yeah. you say. Well. A huggable shark <laughs> and a huggable gigantic kaiju starfish. That can take over your brain oh. with its children. Yeah, and spits out millions of tiny starfish babies through <laughs> yeah. his armpits. 
He needs he needs to use gigantic <laughs> oh, it's so stupid. It is so fucking stupid. Yeah. Oh. But you know, for the record, <sighs> Starro, I mean, for better or worse, Starro is to the Justice League as Loki was to the Avengers. He was the first bad guy they ever fought. That's why they had to team up and make a team. Yes. Team up and that make was a in team. 19. <laughs> and, and so, like, <laughs> yeah, I get I'm watching point. this, and well, I'm like, this is a Justice League problem. What are these fools going to do? What can they possibly do? You got, you know, you got Ratcatcher, you got Peacemaker. Okay, Peacemaker's. Ratcatcher Rat 2. Ratcatcher 2. What happened to the first one? Two. And, and that goes back to what you were saying. <laughs> Ratcatcher one what died. You were earlier about Z-list villains because Ratcatcher is a Z-list villain of Batman, and you're gonna give us the sequel, Ratcatcher? I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> who else do you got? You got Polka Dot Man, who huh. literally throws polka dots. <laughs> okay, I want to talk about. I want you to have, <laughs> you have not Will Smith as Idris Elba, you know, <laughs> played by Idris Elba. You got Harley Quinn, who is a nut job. What are they gonna do against a giant starfish? Well, it all works well, out. Well, they did in have the a end. shark. They had a shark. So you, he's, you, the <laughs> shark. he's the best shark. He's the best shark. I like that. I like shark. that. Their shark would make baby C4 snowmen as gifts oh. for Peacemaker. <laughs> Peacemaker. Yes, that looks nothing so like you. <laughs> or he would make friends with those genetic right. experiments in the aquarium that those... looked like the bad guys from the first oh, Space you... Jam. It kind of did. Aww, it's like fetus, fetus <laughs> monsters. They did though. They were, they were cute. Until, New you know, dog they were... friends. And they just hops around <laughs> the aquarium. So adorbs. It gets bitten by Little them. <laughs> Oh, and you did mention, okay, let's get to the other, the, the supporting cast, uh, more quirky people. Polka Dot oh Man, let's start I, with this him. Guy, the this actual guy has, hell? This guy has mommy <laughs> issues. It's like, I find it hard to kill people, but when I think of my mother, I, it becomes easy. It's like, what it's the easy. fuck? <laughs> and then later we see his, him and, seeing people in his mom's image. It's like, what the hell? Exactly. It's like um, he tells his little backstory that he's apparently some science experiment too. That you know he throws polka dots, radioactive, interdimensional, yeah, interdimensional polka dots at people. And he tells his story how that happened, and like, and then his brothers died, and then his and everybody's like, so there there is no way in everywhere. There is no way in hell you would have sold polka dot man to anyone. If you're not James Gunn. <laughs> they said he could do anything. He did. And he did do everything he yeah. wanted to do. Absolutely. How about Starro as a <laughs> mom? <laughs> Giant polka dot um, man's mom. And that's how he has his I, big hero moment. By imagining the big I like, bad I like as that his when mother. It was, it was um, Bloodsport <laughs> commanding everyone. No, no, wait. Nom, nom. Polka dot man. It's your mom. You, you know what's weird? I just realized like every single bad guy in this movie, every single member of the Suicide Squad, except for Rick Flagg maybe, has parental issues. Like every single one. Mm. Well, maybe not Harley, but you know, we don't know what her issue. You, you know, she's already got terrible judgment in men, but like, well, right? Oh well, yeah, we know that, but well, like, like, mm. well, Bloodsport is kind of the, the but he terrible was, his dad also locked him in a end. box with rats. Yeah. Oh, Right. That's why he was right? so afraid of rats. And then Polka right. Dot Man's got mommy issues. Ratcatcher 2's got daddy issues. No, she doesn't have issues. Well, she loves she, him. Yeah, I guess. But, you know. 
<laughs> and who wouldn't love if, <laughs> love your father if he was Taika Waititi? Oh my Waititi? god, when I saw who it was, I was like, you did <laughs> wouldn't not. You love your, wouldn't you love your father if he was Taika Waititi? Of course you would. That was so amazingly random. I'm like, I just went with it. I'm like, yes, that makes <laughs> it so much so sense. It was so random, but he, he managed to give yes. Ratcatcher to a pretty sympathetic story. Too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you see that amazing flashback where he's hugging his daughter and they're about to sleep I and did, they get covered I by know, a million rats. I didn't know whether to feel, feel the warmth. Of, of love or to feel disgusted by the whole image. I was disgusted I was fucking disgusted by all <laughs> the rats throughout the entire finale there's no way you can justify it I yeah. don't care you, you how see, clean yeah. rats are it was gross you, you, see, you, you see the dark <laughs> humor was of uh, so you know, how gross. ironic the themes of James Gunn can be it's just so strange like an, an army of rats I mean when it's just one when it's just uh, Ratcatcher 2's little main rat Sebastian, Sebastian was main it rat. yeah it was Sebastian he was actually pretty cute on his own you know how he's he's trying to be nice to Idris Elba he he's was, being nice to he, Bloodsport did, but he did, just did really find hates him so rats. adorable he was trying to offer that leaf <laughs> I know <laughs> <laughs> it's like why well, he yeah, sees sure. good in you. That's why he wants fine. to be friends. One <laughs> then, rat, one and rat. And just is like, oh no, but not a yeah, million. Cute, but when they, oh, like, you know, be swimming in eye juice and blood with rats <laughs> and saliva. No. And no, no, not when rats. you're using rats as blankets. Oh. <laughs> 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 But well, they did well, the yeah. job. True, the true heroes, the rats. Good lord, the rats. Uh, kind of, you know, that that magic wand of first is kind of cool to have. So I guess we've gotten to the main gang, <laughs> and uh, okay, but there are there's still like a oh shitload of random <laughs> characters who die <laughs> off. TDK is probably the best. TDK. The detachable kid. What the fuck? And nobody knows why he's TDK until the big fight scene at the start. And putang ina, biglang wala na siyang arms. Lumilipad na sila pa. Wala na siyang parang ang yabang pa niya. Parang she was asked, what does TDK stand for? TDK is me. It's my name. So <laughs> and, it, and it's Nathan Fillion. So you think, oh, okay, they got a star. So like, he's going to be around for the whole movie. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that I'm like, this is actual kid. Like, they hyped him up so much, but he gets his arms out. <laughs> oh, fuck, that's his powers. And you thought those arms would be zooming into the bad guys. Nope. They were meandering. They're floating <laughs> towards them. Meandering pace. <laughs> Very <laughs> to slowly. To floating punch to them, the bad grab guys. their weapons. No. To slap them, poke them in the eye. No. <laughs> the best part was when they were machine gunning so... the arms and he was writhing in pain 20 feet away. <laughs> <laughs> he was I was laughing like, so hard during that <laughs> fight. <laughs> I think you said in ano like the best terms. I think it's better to say it in Tagalog. Nangingi sa isya kahit hindi mo sinabarin. Tang ina, sobrang gago. How about how about Javelin? Like that guy, <laughs> so that, that, that guy with the Scandinavian accent and the big javelin. He's like that. That's not a euphemism. He did have a big javelin. It was like uh, that guy was posting on his Instagram about how he put on 30 pounds of muscle because he read in his research that Javelin was a former Olympian and he didn't want to disappoint the viewers. He's in this movie for about 45 seconds. Well, the question is, did he disappoint <laughs> you? 
Well, you know, he looked pretty big, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love uh, when he actually dies and the, you know, Harley Quinn's right next to him. He hands her oh, yeah. the javelin and he's like, he gives her a mission but doesn't finish it. But Harley Quinn starts to caress his face as he dies but actually slaps the shit out of him. What? Do what? You didn't fail me! <laughs> Andro, tell us about your favorite character. Oh my god, the favorite character? My favorite character was Weasel. <laughs> Literally, the most useless character in the movie. Like, they were hyping, they were First hyping to go. First to go? Question mark. He's like, Question mark. he killed 27 children. Go? Like, it's so funny to be hyping him up. He sat beside Blackguard and he was like, yo, what are you? You sat me beside him. He sat me beside a werewolf. But prior to that, they were even arguing what kind of dog he was, an Afghan hound or something, right? <laughs> and then <laughs> when they actually that. get off the plane to jump into the water so they can sneak into that island, he starts drowning. Starts drowning. <laughs> and I love the fact that in the office, in the back office where the operations were being handled, where the guys Amanda the Waters was saying, nobody even bothered to check if Weasel can swim. <laughs> <laughs> nope. And he did. Or is he? Dun dun dun. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just love that that scene where they were just back at the jail during the recruitment, and he's just like licking a window. <laughs> and, and then, and then Bloodsport looks at him, and they make eye contact. He stops for a bit and just proceeds to proceeds <laughs> mid lick to finish it, like. <laughs> <laughs> Like just that, just the physical comedy of that and the timing that mm-hmm. was impeccable. Yeah, no, oh, God, James Gunn did. James Gunn. James Gunn really hit the nail on this one. Um, rumors yeah. are saying that um, he's developing, supposedly developing a Gotham City Siren script for for Warner Brothers now. Is that rumors. mean Harley's Ooh. finally gonna hook up with Poison Ivy on the big screen? We'll see. There are still rumors uh, until proven not. Wait for a variety article to confirm that. Yeah. So. Okay. So yeah, we have established that amazing cast. They're basically what made this so fun. You know, their sheer chemistry, the sheer idiocy of it all. But uh, any uh, memorable scenes or lines? We've mentioned just a so few much. already, but you it's know, just so, so much. crazy. I mean, like the whole, you know, like waving the dick around. Scatter <laughs> all of this all over this beach if I want to. Let's sack of dicks. Like, what? <laughs> what are they talking about? Just. Just that kind of that conversation, it was so <laughs> ridiculous, but it just worked so well. It was so simple. You could miss it if you're not paying attention. Peacemaker but it is, is a mood. I shit you not. Peacemaker <laughs> is a fucking mood. <laughs> I like anything with King Shark. Anything. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. He, oh, and the he opens his mouth. It's gold. <laughs> one one of the best parts is where they're trying to rescue Harley and they're trying and they're communicating with the operations like, what do you got? I got some guy I got only one person in the second floor. Bird? Yeah. Bird? <laughs> King Shark, get off the telecom. <laughs> Poor King Shark. <laughs> and also that that whole part they were trying to save Harley, but like she did shit herself. She murdered every single person in that mm-hmm. jail she the was most in. Violent scenes ever. And, oh yeah, dude. Brutal. She just like she shish kebabs people, she strangles them, she stabs them, but shoots them in the so face, pretty. you know, the whole shebang. Flowers. And she had flowers <laughs> popping yeah, I like, around. I love that part, that whole Mary and, Poppins sequence. That was so fun. Like when she was all guns akimbo with these two gigantic machine guns. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and it just works, even though, like, where the fuck did these flowers come from? But you know what? James Gunn has just been able to make it so ridiculous that anything at all yeah. would just make fucking sense in this movie. It's like, okay, maybe it's her imagination. Maybe they are actual flowers. No, maybe she, maybe no. she finds joy in it's, violence. It's maybe that's why the flowers were there. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, in her pretty red fluffy dress and, you know, using it as mm-hmm. a weapon too. So I like the part where she actually gets out of the building and, and she says, Hey guys, what are you doing? And then we're trying to rescue you. <laughs> and Idris Elba's like up, <laughs> yeah, scaling like, the wall oh, already. Go, well, that's like, so touchy. Oh. I can just go back inside. Oh, well, well that's patronizing. <laughs> <laughs> I love Harley. I mean, she, Margot she, Robbie can't yeah, be wrong she pulled with it Harley off Quinn really well. ever. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the, you know, like you, the slip-ups and the accent are forgivable if she can do justice mm-hmm. to the character. Oh, and just Pete Davidson <laughs> getting his face blown off first Always five good. minutes. Yeah. yeah. I, I think there was an interview <laughs> that James Gunn said um, Pete Davidson... Pete Davidson barely did improv for his script. He was just delivering everything from the script in a Pete Davidson way, much like Robert Downey did everything for Tony Stark. Well, mm-hmm. well, good for Pete. I mean, I love how he also like really hyped up this role. And I feel like he's really in on the joke that, oh, we're hyping this up, but I die in the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Mic drop. So I'm technically out. he's <laughs> the first to die. Right? Yeah. Not, not wheezy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either way, you know, people die violently. <laughs> And you know, some members of the Suicide Squad are kind of more useless. I still can't than forget how he dies. Still, it's like bye face, boom, <laughs> <laughs> bye bitch. But okay, yeah. So this is what makes it generally the characters, how we love them, how absolutely ridiculous they are. So, would you recommend no. to this movie? We got a no. Did we no. watch the same movie? I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, fuck you. I'm going to... Yes, please watch this movie. It redeems... No, it doesn't redeem. It erases the memory of the first one in every way. Oof. Um, to, be, to be honest, like... <laughs> at first, I was apprehensive about the, the whole notion of letting him do whatever he wants. But when you look at it as a total package, like, it, it just works. It really works. James Gunn knew what he wanted mm-hmm. to do, and he went for it, and this movie is better for it. Yes. Highly recommended. Yeah. Yes. Same, same thing. Uh, anything that James Gunn writes and directs is pretty good. He's known more as a writer, which is why we know he can tell really good stories. And as a director, he's got great timing. He's got great artistic vision as well. Saying that this movie is fun as hell is an understatement. You really have to watch it to get an idea of what oh, we're talking yeah. about. Hella fun. I mean, it checks all the boxes mm-hmm. for me. Violence, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Rude humor, yes. Oddball characters, Elba. yes. Idris never, never mind, but that's a sure check, though. <laughs> it is. It is a. It is a very big check for me, obviously, and um, good soundtrack. It just like ties together perfectly, and the script as well, sharp, witty. I love it, and I feel like James Gunn just really has this expertise in bringing characters together and just directing to them so well how they should take their mm. role and understand their character to the point that I don't even know where in the script which which is written by James Gunn which mm-hmm. is improv because you know that these people these actors embody these characters so well that if you like just take them out without cameras but they're still in character I feel like they would mm-hmm. still talk like that 
they would have the same kind of conversations and yep. it's amazing. It's, it's like the fact that I am walking back and forth. <laughs> if you have unregistered license plates, you die. <laughs> Good stuff. Yep. Yes. So hella fun, guys. So needless to say, we do recommend the mm-hmm. Suicide Squad for 2021 by James Gunn. And if you didn't enjoy the 2016 one, well, this is just totally gonna make up or erase it, mm-hmm. like Nisha said. So yes, highly recommend. Hand friend. <laughs> I will now for <laughs> I, 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 no. I can't wait to get my King Shark action figure. Ah, hmm. oh, I want the plushie so bad. Where you squeeze him, he says one of the catchphrases. There's one. I I oh. would want one. No, I want so. one. I will. I will. I will pitch it to toy companies. I think owns the license. So. <laughs> oh no, McFarland okay. does. Okay, so there you go. We do recommend this, and uh, yeah, just watch it. Hella, hella fun. So yeah, that's been an episode. We hope if you've seen Suicide Squad, you enjoyed this discussion as well. So let us know what you thought or if you want us to discuss any other fun, oddball, violent movies that you enjoyed seeing. Let us know. We are on Facebook, Subatours. We like movies. Look for our group. Join us. We post a lot of fun movie news and memes and whatnot. And we're also on Instagram, instagram.com slash sub underscore tours. And we're... We shall see you in the next episode. See you guys. Thank you. I am MJ. I'm Misha. And I'm Manjo. Goodbye. Friend. No. 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 No.